have to say something. We can't just start talking. Well, that's what we've done in the past. <laughs> well, no. All right, so when you're ready, Ellie and I'll do it. Okay. Hello, and welcome to the School Safety Free Period. I'm Amanda Klinger. And I'm Dr. Amy Klinger, and this is our podcast in which we talk about lots of absurd, ridiculous, unbelievable, holy smoke, did that really happen sort of incidents that happen in schools. And if you're listening to this as an educator, you probably have a whole bunch of them too. But we're going to, um, in this series um, of the free period, we're going to take our free period to talk a little bit about an incident um, and then sort of react and talk about it from an expert opinion and unpack it and see what all the different parts of it are and then maybe argue a bit or go back and forth a bit about uh, how we feel about that and then hopefully come up with some takeaways for um, what we do with the information that we glean from this little event. Now the first few ones I've been the one that was bringing the unbelievable event to you and you reacted and now today you're reciprocating and returning the favor. Yes, so I have a story and all of the things- But they're all true. See, all the things that we covered are So it's are not a story. True. Well, so I have an incident to talk about and the uh, first three episodes were very clearly safety-based and mine is a little bit more tangentially related to safety. Tangentially? Um, yes, and it is more- That's a $5 word that means kind of related. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. And mine is a little bit more of a school law issue but there is there is a safety so uh, this is just to reinforce the idea that i'm not a lawyer is that what we're trying to do yeah i really just want to confuse you with some stuff talking about stuff so my case comes to us from the state of georgia and it comes to us from a lawsuit that is happening so there's a number of high school students in georgia who are bringing a lawsuit against the sheriff of their county and a number of deputies of the county because in April of this year, the sheriff and over a dozen deputies came to the school because... So they're all from the same school? Yes. Okay. The, well, the kids. Yes. The, yes, yes, yes. The plaintiffs. The plaintiffs. To use the legal term. Oh, the plaintiffs are all from the same school. Yes. So the, the, sher- the defu- deputies came to school looking for illicit illegal drugs... And because they wanted some or because they had an understanding that there were well, some there? Supposedly they had a some sort of a suspicion, and we'll sort of get into that, of how reasonable the suspicion okay. was. So they're thinking there's drugs there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's interesting is the account of the student. The students say that the deputies were looking for like 13 specific kids supposedly had drugs but they proceeded to high school right mm-hmm, proceeded to search nearly every student for drugs <laughs> the they allege that the deputies used pat down searches with some deputies how touching, big is this school not big it's it's not in atlanta it's not in atlanta or anything it's in so an it's outlying a, county so not they huge. just didn't want anyone to feel left out i suppose like yeah, it's, it's participation, a, like participation like a participation trophy, trophy. Of, yeah. if one of us gets searched we're all gonna get searched so like no a, one feels left out well it wasn't like a spartacus inclusive. it wasn't like a spartacus situation like i'm the one with drugs oh, no yeah. i'm the one with drugs no this was sort of against the will of the of the kids the, the, but the lawsuit alleges that they used a pat-down search and some deputies touched female students' breast and male students' genitalia. That's where the drugs are. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to cut that. Okay. Um, (laughs) The lawyer for the school district corroborates the students' accounts, saying that the students' complaint um, very accurately described what happened. Now, the district doesn't join the lawsuit. So wait, how many law enforcement officers are we talking about? Over a dozen. Over a dozen Simultaneously? Deputies. So mm-hmm. like this horde of like mm-hmm. law enforcement, mm-hmm. like like a posse. Yeah, like a whole bunch of them. Rides in, comes in <clears throat> and searches everyone in the school. Nearly every student. Yes. Um, Who didn't get to get searched? I don't. I, they, I just. I don't think they can say. Kids in the bathroom team. didn't get to. Yeah. Well, it 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 took over four hours. Uh, oh. They were on lot. They were went into lockdown. They took the phones of the kids and parents who got wind of what were what was happening weren't allowed to see or speak to their kids. Um, hmm. uh, in the aftermath of the search, um, the sheriff told the local media that the pat downs were legal because school administrators were present. Which is like, apparently, if a teacher's there, you can just do whatever you want to a kid. No, not true. Not accurate. The reason that they did it is because early, several weeks earlier, the city police had done a drug search and nothing came up. And the sheriff felt that it wasn't thorough enough. And The city police had done a, a search, search of, of the same school, though. Same school of some specific kids and they felt and no they oh, turned up so no drugs the sheriff's office and the sheriff said that wasn't good enough i'm gonna go grope them until so the drugs fall out the sheriff's yeah. office yes overrode the yes. so, so did the city police come and help no, were, no so, the second time so the 12 officers the posse the was all, all just sheriff, sheriff's deputies. okay um, wonder how enthused they were i mean they must have been like are you kidding me uh well they were I would say over-enthused based on the allegations in this complaint. You don't know that. I'm sorry. But I doubt all 12 of them were chomping at the bit like, yeah, we get to go and search kids. Well, no, but some of them But on the other hand, it seems like they got a little little overzealous about it. And this are eager, maybe overzealous. Overzealous, certainly. uh, Maybe they all have large hands. (laughs) Neither search turned up any illicit drugs. Um... In the days after the search, the office of the sheriff acknowledged in a news release that at least one deputy had touched students in an inappropriate manner. They determined that it was that after the pat-downs were conducted, that one of the deputies had exceeded the instructions given by the sheriff, and they conducted a pat-down that was more intrusive. And they've taken corrective actions so that this behavior will not occur again. Um, Which behavior? The groping or like mass searching of all kinds they, of kids specific, without any probable cause? They're specifically the, the groping was what they were taking. Oh, the so they'll tone action. down the groping, yes. but we might still search everyone yeah. whenever we feel like it. So, okay. um, one of the plaintiffs, who's you know identified only by initial because they are a minor, said in an interview with the Washington Post that when deputies deputies arrived to his 10th grade class, they marched students out into the hall, lined them up, girls on one side, boys on the other. Deputies made everyone put their palms on the wall, spread their legs, and take their shoes off. He said that during his search, the deputy put his hand on his back, put, a hand, put, his hand, put the deputy's hands in the back pockets of the student, and then underneath the shirt of the student, and then rubbed down both of the student's legs from thighs to his ankles, back up between them, and then, quote, he came up under my privates, and then he grabbed my testicles twice. He said, I wanted to turn around and tell him to stop touching me. I wanted it to be over, and I just wanted to call my dad because I knew something wasn't right. 
Well, so let me ask a couple questions. Are the school administrators bound and gagged in the office during this? Right. So that's what I think is very interesting. Shot with a tranquilizer gun. I mean, where are the well the administrators during this time? There, so I don't have any information about that. But what I do have is the sheriff says that this was okay because the administrators were present. So that's the sheriff's rationale for why this is okay. Well, but when you talk to the, the 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 attorney for the school district is not refuting any of the claims of the students. Well, yeah, because and who are they going to go after, the sheriff's department or the school? They're, they're going after the sheriff's department. And, and the school has tried to join the lawsuit against the sheriff's department and can't because they don't have standing because the school wasn't harmed in their civil, the civil well, rights of the school weren't harmed. Well, I was so, going to say, we could argue that the school was harmed, maybe not in legally, a way that you can... Not in a legal sense. Yeah. I have just a couple other quick facts to add before we t get too far sidetracked talking about it. In the complaint, and again, this is the allegations in the complaint of a lawsuit. So, you know, this is, it is true in the sense that this truly has been reported and this truly is what's being alleged in a lawsuit. But it is important to keep that in mind that they are um, just allegations. They're not finding of findings of fact. The allegation says that they um, stuck their hands in the student's bras and underwear. <laughs> the complaint includes allegation that some deputies cupped the genitals of the boys and exposed the breasts of some of the girls to their classmates. Um, sometimes the deputies wore gloves, other times they didn't. Okay, but, so now we're going to pick up a lot of healthy steam of outrage here, mm -hmm. and, and I can understand that, mm -hmm. but... The rational part of me has to sort of say, "There's more to this come story. on." Is that I mean, what are the chances that you have a county with like a dozen sex fiend deputies all, you know, can't wait to get in there, just raging to get in there to start inappropriately touching kids? I mean, that seems to be like beyond what would be believable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as much as we would like to be righteously indignant, the skeptical part of me, which is the school administrator part of me, which always says there are no, not typically always clear cut, you know, the, the victim is white as the driven snow and the other person is just the awful, you know, devil incarnate. So I'm trying to be well, there's, there's, a little more even handed. Well, there's, so there's two separate legal issues here. There's the above and beyond inappropriate Touching well, I was going to say, let's, children. Yeah, let's take that and put that on the shelf for a minute. Which is the reason that it's a, a lawsuit that I'm reading, that you're reading about in the Washington Post. The, the other issue that is not as shocking or, you know, scandalizing, but is equally problematic is how are you searching? If you have, if you have, even if you have reasonable suspicion of 13 kids which we don't really which which, which they haven't, hasn't they, hasn't been proven doesn't appear to be very clearly established right, but even if you do have reasonable suspicion of 13 students why are you searching almost every student in well, a high i was school? gonna say that's why i said put put the the outrageous mm -hmm. searching procedures or methodology mm -hmm. away for aside for a minute under what condition does anyone think it's appropriate to search literally every kid, well, maybe not literally, but almost mm -hmm. every kid in a given school. I don't care if it's a one-room schoolhouse that with 30 kids and you only search half of them. I mean, what is the point of searching all of these kids? I mean, and 
we have to question what was the standing of the administrator that you allowed that to happen? Were they allowed, you know, were they threat? I would assume that they were sufficiently cowed by the show of force Mm -hmm. and that maybe they didn't necessarily understand how intrusive the searches were going to be. the, The lawyer for the school district said that the school knew that they were planning a search that day, but the school supposedly did not know that it would involve pat downs and did not know that it would involve nearly every student. And I would have to assume that that's correct because yeah. no administrator in their right mind is going to go, oh yeah, sure. come in, have at it, every kid, give them, get them all. I mean, that's not going to happen. But my question is, and it's not a question, it's more what I'm putting out there for us to reflect on is, is there a point where as an administrator... I have to advocate on the part, I had to have to advocate for my kids at peril of my own self professionally mm-hmm. to stand up to this particular show of force. But it really does also sort of illustrate what we talk about a lot, which is this law enforcement orientation to all these issues. Mm-hmm. And that when you put educators and, yeah, and when you put and, when you yeah. put educators and law enforcement people in a room to have a conversation about safety, as soon as the law enforcement guys start talking, the school guys stop talking. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock on law enforcement. It's just I think somewhat the the, the culture of schools and the culture of law enforcement mm-hmm. is if we're gonna talk about safety, we're gonna talk about searching, we're gonna talk about drugs, we're gonna talk about whatever the law enforcement guy by default somehow is more right than the school guy. And that's a problem. Well, and but it, I think it also it's probably important to note that there is a legal standard for this. Um, there are some gray areas and there are judgment calls to be made, but there are, we have Supreme Court cases that show when it's reasonable to be searching students or not. Um, you know, so, you know, you're allowed to, we can, you can search as an administrator, you can search a student if you have reasonable suspicion of something like this. And the interesting thing is your standard as a school administrator, my standard for searching is not as high as for a law enforcement guy. And so these guys are coming in searching under conditions that would be questionable for an administrator to search yes. under, and- let alone for... So, you know, the, the courts have found, you know, that, you know, you're, you can't just drug test every student. You know, drug testing has to be specifically tied to an extracurricular activity. We can't just blanket drug test all students. We can't just blanket, you know, d- pat down all students. Um, the degree of intrusion in a, in, of a search has to match the level of suspicion and the level of severity. And so there were specific cases where they're saying you can't strip search kids over this low level of degree of concern of drugs and when they'd say that he had his hand underneath the shirt of a student that's a strip search if you're asking a kid to extend the waistband of their of their pants that's a strip search if you if you have them change from their clothes into gym clothes that's a strip search and so people i think you know when you say you know, you can't strip search for drugs. People think like, well, yeah, I can't have the kids standing there in their undergarments in the hall. No, no, no. What they did, aside from the potential groping, those things are considered a strip search. Well, and not only that, it's dicey at best to ever engage in a strip search in a controlled environment with an administrator present and a law enforcement and other representation or whatever. But to like put everybody out in the hallway like it's a tornado drill and instead we're going to like strip search everybody yeah 
I mean, that doesn't make it somehow better that we're all going to be equally violated or we're all going to be equally offended or we're all going to be equally under suspicion. That doesn't make it more right. Well, and what's troubling is, you know, when I I teach school law to pre-service administrators and, you know, the recommendations that I give, you know, we talk about all the cases and the recommendation that I give is if, if it's tough and it's a tough judgment call of you as an administrator searching a student, I would encourage you to, to get law enforcement involved because, you know, you, if you are making a tough judgment call of should I force this kid to turn their pockets inside out, it, it should be for a real reason. It's not because I think you swiped the test off the desk and so you should involve law enforcement. So what's tough in this situation is law enforcement is the one that was making a completely wrong judgment call. And, and, and so that's kind of tough because those are the people that you suspect. Well, no and my other question would be what drugs could be present in a school that could even remotely justify that level of response. I mean, and if you're looking for drugs in people's testicles and in their bras, clearly we're not talking about trafficking of, you know, millions of pounds of drugs or something. (laughs) You're talking about like my little of drugs that's in my bra or that's wherever, if that's where we're looking. Well, yeah. uh, so then how do you justify that that tiny amount of whatever it is you're looking for is worth groping or looking in the bra of every single kid right. in this building on the off chance I find a, I don't know, a Ziploc bag of, and again, I'm not advocating that we should have drugs in school. I'm not advocating that law enforcement is, you know, it, it, I'm not, I'm not knocking law enforcement, but just like we call out educators who are on the wrong side of an issue. Mm-hmm. We have to equally be willing to call out other professions and other folks involved in schools who are on the wrong side of an issue. And I kind of feel like this might be one of them. Well, and, you know, there is, you know, when you talk about the, the, the you know, in the severity and the intrusiveness of a search has to mask, the, has to match the degree of concern. If I'm concerned that a kid is is concealing a handgun in their pants and I and I have a reasonable suspicion that they're concealing a handgun in their pants all of a sudden asking them to lift up their shirt so I can see their waistband becomes a much more reasonable search whereas I'm concerned that you've a dying... what was the harm that we're worried about right. there was whereas... no one going to get shot or stabbed or right. so molested the... well I guess there was someone going to get molested no one was going to get shot or stabbed or this wasn't a life or death Right. weapon sort of search. Right, so they have this sort of amorphous, undefined suspicion of 13 kids that might have drugs. That's different than we are, we had a kid OD and we, and there's heroin in this building. We had a kid overdose. I mean, that's a very, those are two very different. Than like, but there is nothing that indicates no. that that happened. No, um, they, the. And who are the, and are the plaintiffs? the 13 kids that were suspected no, to, to begin, begin with? No. So these were just kids that got caught in this real wide net that was cast. Yes, the, the plaintiffs are the students who are most upset about me being uh, groped. So we don't have any knowledge of the if 13, the 12 or 13 kids no, no drugs were actually no. were involved. No. I mean, if there were drugs in that building, I feel like they would have found them. I mean, the one thing that search was was very thorough. Maybe it, so, was, the, maybe it was the two or three kids that were in the bathroom and yeah. never... Yeah. You know, I got a story about hiding drugs in the bathroom. Not that I did that, but uh, I mean, you know, kids don't necessarily always carry it around on their person when they're in, when they have 
well, right, things so, in school. Right, but if you, if I had, if I truly had probable cause or reasonable suspicion of drugs, then that would be an articulable suspicion, which mean I would have a clue where it was. Did they look in lockers, backpacks? Do they nothing, have a drug dog? Nothing. Do you alleged. know that, or it's just not? It, in it's there. not in the. It's not in the complaint. So but, if we're but gonna, they, but they are. Saying, but the 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 attorney for the school district does say that they don't know what the probable cause was. They don't know what the reasonable suspicion was. And maybe so, that. And maybe that's something we need to as a disclaimer. Sure. Maybe there was. You know, maybe law enforcement had knowledge of some much more significant issue, something much more awful, terrible, ridiculous than what the school knew or what oh, we're the, able to ascertain. But the sheriff has, but the sheriff and their the sheriff's department has been has made multiple public statements explaining and defending their conduct. If I feel like if they had a better defense, they would have made it publicly when they said their other things. Well, and, but, and I think the other thing, I guess we have to deal a little bit with the groping sort of thing. Maybe we don't. Maybe that's not worth even going there. But I don't know how you can argue the other side of that one. No, I'm, I'm not <laughs> arguing the other side. I'm just saying, you know, uh, maybe when you search, when you're, if you're not very good at searching people, you inadvertently... Expose their breasts to their classmates? Well, not, maybe it was a flimsy shirt, like an old Navy shirt popped open, but I don't think so. <laughs> victim blaming. Right I, no, I'm not victim blaming. <laughs> what I was actually trying to get to was the idea that you could you could assume that if one or two kids felt like, oh, he was reaching really high up, you know, on my thigh, or he was, I mean, because when you read the statement from the student, part of it sounds like what you would assume a, a search would be running your hand down right. their thigh and so on. So you could try to defend the idea of maybe, you know, someone that wasn't very experienced or was doing it quickly or a kid was wiggling around or I don't know. You could maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe if you, if you squint. If it's Billberry Doughboy. <laughs> if you squint and whistle past the graveyard, you could maybe say that one or two kids might have found it to be a little bit different. Yeah. Or, but clearly, you've got a lot of plaintiffs, you've got a lot of apologies, you've got a lot of really graphic descriptions and specific information that makes it kind of hard to put this one, file this one under oops, accident sort of a thing. It does make it a little tough. Oh, and, and the groping, inappropriate touching, oops, accident, they shouldn't have been in a position to be doing that anyway. They shouldn't have been doing a search on so the well the larger non-legal issue not the larger but the the subsequent issue the takeaway sort of thing is okay so what do you do with this now so you know we have to go back and and we we have to have school and we are still concerned about drugs and we still want to have a relationship with law enforcement we want our students to respect the rights and the the job that law enforcement is trying to do we can't it. just chalk it up and go yep here's another example so i mean the school is really caught they're caught in a, in a difficult situation trying yeah. to move forward from here. That's, that's, that's going to take a lot of... Yeah. Uh, but the problem is that, is that it has, a, it has a, a chilling effect, right? Sure. So now, say in six months, they go come back to school and they do really have a reasonable suspicion that a kid has a knife in school. What, what administrator in that district or in any neighboring district is going to be willing yeah. to do a reasonable search on a kid? Or you have a cop that shows up and has a reasonable suspicion and you're going to stonewall him because you assume that he's coming back to grope more kids. 
I mean, so yeah, there's a there's a ripple effect here yeah. that I think is the takeaway more so than any instruction that I could give. It's more like, you know, boy, that that happened, and I believe someone's going to pay for what happened in some fashion. But really, the bigger question is moving forward. How do you salvage something from this for those for the the school and for the kids? and that law enforcement relationship with the kids and with the school. How do you salvage that? That's gonna take some hardcore collaboration and really a crafting some some solution. Yeah. You can't just act like it didn't happen and hope that you never have to search a kid again. Yeah. So, so not all of them have a happy ending. I don't think any of them have had a happy ending. I don't, I don't think it's that type of a podcast. Well, this, no. uh, I mean, th- this is not as, uh, it certainly meets the bar of shocking, yeah. not quite as amusing maybe <laughs> as some of our other ones, but but I mean, it's always that sort of recovery phase that I think is the yeah, sometimes the part we don't ever get to. So sure. so it was good that we at least got to talk about that part of it too. Well, so there you go. So thanks again for joining us for another episode of the School Safety Free Period. Um, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, wherever you get your podcasts we really appreciate that and make sure you uh, send this on to your friends your education colleagues who also want to listen to professional uh, a professional development podcast that won't put them to sleep and uh, if you have a shocking uh what, what do you always say shock dismay you have to sort through your file sort through your mental file of shocking ridiculous absurd things but, and let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah, and send that us uh, send us uh, articles and let us know. And if you have any questions or something else you'd like us to discuss, um, shoot us an email. The, in, the email is info at eschoolsafety.org, and we always love to hear from you. Thanks. Bye.